ask me on this. A little different, but you know, it's what's coming up here. Count of three. I told you who I am and what the heck I'm doing here. So now it's your turn. Count of three. Louder. We have to do it over. Who you are and why you're here. Okay? Ready? Loud. One, two, three. Hi, everybody. I didn't know we're in the right place. <laughs> just growing, just becoming, just got started this morning. 
my parents were born in New York. I was born in Manhattan, raised in the Bronx. And then by the time I have memories that are worth talking about, um, suburban New Jersey. And they don't get to make fun of New Jersey here. Some people get very touchy about that. <laughs> you know, Woody Allen, God is everywhere, except certain portions of New Jersey. <laughs> oh, this is great. This is great. I met a bishop the other day uh, from Bayonne, and he says to me, next time you're in Bayonne, give me a call. And I started laughing, and he says, why does everybody laugh about New Jersey? And he started laughing. <laughs> so it must be okay. Good stuff. All right, they have to tell you about the Irish, that strange bunch of people who never know what they want and are ready to fight for it. An Irishman, he's never drunk. No. As long as he can hold on to a single blade of grass and not fall off the face of the earth. Yay. Oh, so we come by this honestly, I'm sure. Let me tell you, I cherish that. I cherish my Hibernian heritage. And, um, and this is why. For as long as I've had consciousness practically, I knew who I was. I've known who I am. God's precious gift, mm-hmm. redeemed by Christ as Savior and temple of the Spirit, took tremendous comfort and identity in, in knowing that identity. It was great. At ease with the world, debonair, everything relaxed and A-OK. Super. Mm. But <laughs> it wasn't too awfully long, say roughly school age, when I had to go nine doors up the street to St. Peter the Impossible School. And boy, it was. Funny, I had the chance to be there at St. Peter's a couple of years ago, and they called me up after at the end of uh, Mass to address the congregation. It's just so beautiful to say, I found the spirit here decide to just take care of everything myself. In short, I, Luke Armour, am going to be God for me, and that's a scary proposition anyway. You shake it because when this old boy is driving that school bus, he ain't texting while he's driving, but it's worse than that. This cannot succeed. This is going to be going over the cliff at some point because I, I can't manage my life. And uh, David, uh, you know, a great try, summoned all my considerable energies to give it a whirl, but uh, it could not some level, but must have been absent the day they passed out life's little instruction book, because I just figured I'd have to go this alone, but that sheer grit and so on, yeah. So, um, it was a chore, but I rose to the occasion and hardly had an off button, which makes sense to me. Uh, I, I always try, and I never quit trying. That may still be true, but I figure they can't send you home for that, can they? Especially when you're sober, that makes a bit of difference. So, Anybody who tried as hard as this old boy did wasn't going to miss. Class president, scholarship, most talented, that kind of thing. And, uh, and it was all right. I didn't collect everything, but I didn't do badly either. So there you go. Neither of my parents was alcoholic. Both of them have taken their lights to the next room. Uh, they could take a drink on a Saturday night or not. But in true Irish, I guess you'd say tradition, come out much, much later that both sides of the family were well sprinkled with alcoholics. Very hush-hush, big secrets, some family rules. We never quit talking. We're a garrulous bunch, but it has to be about nothing. <laughs> right. 
forward as an act of kindness. 
spreads out and that type disease for the very first time. I was amazed before I was halfway through. Promises are coming true just like that. It was uncanny what happened. It was like a switch had been thrown or a pilot light that was just waiting for the fuel had the fuel. It was a hyper-euphoric, bogus experience, spiritual experience. And I know that's kind of fancy, but that's just to say I was catapulted out of this world into a beautiful, star-filled place. Everything and everybody went away, which was just fine with me, actually. <laughs> and uh, so there you go. I thought, well, if this is what happens when you drink alcohol, there is a solution. I'm on for it. <laughs> I got this teddy bear, and we have a program. This, uh, I'm good for life. This is, it was uncanny, the trick that alcohol played on me. My whole value system did an enormous flip-flop. How, when, and where to get it again was all I ever really cared for. Never made the beans list again and couldn't have cared less and got all this whole new deal to go after. Now, at this point, a minor miscalculation. I wrote a friend, high school friend, about this new romance because that, of course, is what it was. And uh, she completely misunderstood got it all wrong, missed the point entirely, and sent me a membership card to Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> Why was this old boy the last one to know? Kept it, which is interesting, for the 20 years until I needed it, and just uncanny how that prescience of everything, want to call it, uh, kicked in. I, she knew and I didn't know, and uh, it was true. So there you go, and not much more to say about a lost opportunity in many ways. Uh, but, you know, it could have looked like the rites of passage into adulthood. It, alcoholism, from time to time, the thought would cross the uh, screen here, this sure looks like problem drinking, but a person of your aspirations, hopes, and goals, it couldn't be. So we're just sort of, uh, well, a constrictor of denial just did a perfect job on, on my perception of what was happening. Didn't even ask the questions. Alcohol took the questions away. It was fascinating, absolutely fascinating, the whole deal, how it, how it came over. In uh, 1970, I received a beautiful white robe, looked like a junior pope, outside of Boston, Massachusetts, and was now a student for the priesthood with the Dominican order, and uh, the Dominicans were great to me. I thought, here, at last, is the fulfillment of everything I've always longed for. And uh, why wouldn't all of this work out just super fantastic? Well, there was a little more to come. Pick up on this, uh, I should say, unexplained absences of the uh, active alcoholic, and there were times I couldn't show up, and where was he anyway? And so, a superior, tall, gaunt, humorless, forbidding person on a good day. I don't know where they get these people. Gathers a group of the brothers around, and very much like an intervention. It was summer of 1971, the only time that happened to me. Going around the room, well, on such and such a night, you came home, blitz, blasted, and bombed, and it's true. <laughs> now, in case you happen to happen to happen to have notice, you have a smooth, smart, fast-talking New Yorker here. That has never left me. Why would it? I just love hearing New Yorkers talk. They don't talk like you every day. It's <laughs> great. So, um, I got past him. It was like Harry Houdini was my spiritual director during those years, some great escapes. <laughs> the point being, of course, that while people would let me off the hook routinely, alcohol never, ever did. Uh, 
42, and my life's the shambles is going down the tubes rapidly, and I thought I was just getting started. Alcohol, putting the rug out from under you. What to do, what to do. Didn't know the term geographical cure, or somebody calls it geological cure. <laughs> but I pulled off one that I'm immensely proud of. <laughs> the writings of Thomas Merton brought me here to the heart of the bluegrass in 1972, to the oldest abbey in America. How about that? The Abbey of Gethsemane coming up on 165 years, not one day off singing praises to God, the heart of the church for the life of the world. And uh, first time I got there, I, there was a balcony, uh, the only place you could go in those days to the women's church. And these brothers come in, sing those praises, that rises up 50 feet. I was enthralled. That was just captivating, irresistible. Uh, I have a lot of song in me. In fact, as of today, I've been the music director for almost 10 years. So thank God today it's a sober song, of course. Whew. You should have heard it in the old days. What page is he on? <laughs> and then I went out to one of the hills in front of the abbey and just looked down with all the bravado of a 22-year-old. I just knew, I knew that that's where I belong. So um, I have been there uh, at this month for the past uh, six months. Oh, and 40 years. You could tell by looking at him he's been somewhere for a while. Cheryl, thank you for your story. We have a 40th anniversary coming here. Yeah. Uh, quick parentheses in honor of the 40th. Miss Marietta hears the story. I'm going into one of those triple A meetings, and Marietta sticks her beautiful head out of the Al-Anon room and shows me a brochure about this time last year that there was a pilgrimage to the promised land where the master walked. And I said, let me see that. <laughs> and short story shorter, I got to join Marietta and company down on a, on a pilgrimage, got to walk with the master where he walked. And the quick story there was, um, I just love this AA unity, this recovery connections that we have. Before I went, Googled AA meetings in English-speaking in Israel. And you get all the numbers. And so I get to Jerusalem. I probably should have told you I was going to one area. It struck me. As I just disappeared into this city and never told anybody. <laughs> but uh, got to two AA meetings in Jerusalem. Super. They asked me to lead into a topic, and uh, the fellow's name was Gershon. I love saying his name because I called him from the hotel, and he says, well, let's within an hour, yeah, here's how you get there, and uh, just too good. You never have to be lonely anymore. All these great connections and friends that you never met until you get in there and say, shalom, how do you do? And uh, it was just, just the best. Okay, so at the Abbey, 40 years, um, high definition, dedication, beautiful life of prayer, praise, work, and study, discipleship, and so on. I love it more every day, and uh, just so thankful to have these two deals going, of course, and, and one, as we say, leads beautifully into the other. It's just working out real good day to time deal for me. Didn't do badly uh, for a while. Uh, hop right in with all my considerable energy and so on, but it wasn't too awfully long when I start seeing that there are some people there who are not doing it right. And uh, they're not doing me right either, which was worse. So I take my prayer praise and so on, just put that down for a minute, few minutes, and grab my gay man's glove and go stomping about like a maniac, trying to get it just so according to my magnificent specifications. It was horrendous. It was grievous. It just came back on me like a razor, like a, a big, big 
identify a build-up to drink. I hadn't messed with, hadn't touched anything for, I think, something like eight years before chapter two of my story. But uh, it was in a a mild fury, a blue rage much of the time because of the unmanageability of my life. I just couldn't get it squared away. So chapter two was from 81 to 89, periodic but real. I am under the radar say, on the QT, slide, up in a monk be a drunk. Well, let me tell you, it was easy. <laughs> Just by sneaking around, it was awful, but it wasn't impossible. And uh, so, I mean, it was, basically, I, I don't go over the um, incidents anymore. I remember them, and uh, the powerlessness and so on, and how alcohol had its way with me. But basically, let me summarize the rest of my thinking. Terror, bewilderment, frustration, despair, loneliness, chaos, and all that great time. I sure miss drinking. Sobriety date dawns by the sheer gift of God, really out of the blue. I didn't expect that uh, the brothers grabbed my secret stash of booze, so I turned myself in and I knew the game was over. It was, it was truly a moment of clarity, just like coming to a convention, just like coming to a meeting. Uh, you hit the reset button when we gather, and, uh, and that's what that was like, too, on 11 and 11 89. I turned myself in, and uh, I'm thinking this is not going to be good. short story shorter, I get to the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous after a little uh, evaluation at a clergy rehab. They said to me, uh, (laughs) you drink again, you're going to be back here, something like four months minimum, six months average stay. And I said, "Uh uh-uh, if the uh, sentence here is to go to Alcoholics Anonymous and do 90 meetings in 90 days, I'm in, sayonara, so long. And I never did have to go back to that uh, clergy treatment center. So I hop in, I get to the Thursday night meeting, I meet Kenny and St. Monica School Cafeteria in Bardstown. Very awkward. And uh, don't even look at me. My plan as a newcomer was this. I'm just going to do this for the 90 meetings and 90 days, and uh, thanks for the memories, but I don't want what you have. (laughs) And uh, we'll remember you in my prayers back at the monastery, but it was a setup. It was a trap. It was a maneuver. sense to me was my story as well. Here I am rattling around 
series disconnect from vital spiritual experience. It's fascinating uh, how, that, how that happens, but there you go with the disease of alcoholism. So I do opt in. Uh, I'm just taken up with what you do pretty quickly with the language of the heart, with the work of recovery, 12 steps, 12 traditions. And um, yeah, let me see. What do we got going here? And I just haven't taken any breaks or breathers from it since. If anything, I'm more fired up all the time. I, I, I hear the disconnect. I see what the ping pong effect is like when now you see him, now you don't. Uh, it's usually not a great story, and you don't want that to be my story. I want my story to be light and joy and purpose and usefulness and so on for the time I'm given. And um, so that's my plan. And, um, it's interesting uh, in the book Alcoholics Anonymous, which I have here, I read this little guy every day for several reasons. One is, um, I love it, the visceral uh, urgency of it all. Some of the other writings later on, in my opinion, they're, they're, they're wonderful, they're, they're great, but they don't have the oomph for me that the first 164 pages of the big book Alcoholics Anonymous. And, uh, so I read this every day because I love it. I, I want to get the spirit, I want to recharge uh, my, uh, how should we say, window of uh, remembering things is just can be pretty meager, 72 hours sometimes, and so uh, I need the reminders desperately, and that's fine. Uh, so what I find in here, of course, is clear, are clear-cut directions for living my life. Uh, that makes sense. i got to tell you, I was talking to a newcomer the other day in Texas, about 90 days more or less, and he, he's doing the deal, he's got the sponsor, he's got the whole group, and I a book, and I said, yeah, that book is great. He's like, I read it every day. I just love the dog on this thing is how they get in there and change it around when you're not looking. <laughs> and Ted, God bless him, says, oh, they don't change mine. <laughs> I've got the fourth edition. <laughs> Mine's new every time I open it up, right? somebody uh, sent me three or four pages the other day of uh, prayers from a noted American author, uh, 
she was a writer and could put it all together so beautifully. And it's very, very nice, and I skimmed it, but I thought, you know, my prayer is like three words direct my thinking and uh, take away the fear as this just simple uh, a big book prayers that have a way of focusing, focusing, riveting my attention just where it needs to be. I'll tell you a quick southern story that I just love. Um, William Faulkner, you might have read some of his stuff in high school. He's from Mississippi, which is important to this little bit. Uh, in one of his books, The Sound and the Fury, you can Google this, I'm not making this up. He suggests that God is a Kentucky journalist. First, in my relationship with God. It was very broken, it was very fractured, very strange and, and strained, I would say. Today, unfortunately only, we're in communion, we're in conscious contact, and, and it's, it's very mysterious. It feels like I'm talking to the wall sometimes, but the results are clear, and it's good, fantastic. I have been healed in my relationships with you, my fellow travelers, in conflict with no one. I have ceased fighting anyone or anything. I don't or carry on here. You can think that. I don't claim to have the last word on anything. It's a point of view. It's a, it's a perspective. It's a, an effect. Brain is beautiful and makes the world go round, uh, all the diversity and so on. And, and the third dimension uh, of healing, of course, uh, I've been healed with, with Dharma. I can shake hands today with this stranger and say, you are no five-star player, but by God, it's all right. It's all right. Scale, but it's it's good enough. You're just galumping along, falling down, getting up again. 
that you're in, Alcoholics Anonymous, you've got a field full of coaches and cheerleaders who say, come here, come here, do it. This. What are you thinking? What are you, what are you talking about? What are you, okay, okay, there you go. And again, release that button, and I'm on it. And uh, so there, I, it's, it's just fine. It's okay. You don't have to move to the master's level, or if someone calls it BB, you don't have to go to BB. <laughs> and uh, so there you go. As a result of these steps, traditions, you, uh, all the help, the grace of God I've received along the way, I love my life at every level. I'm in recovery. By this I mean that that energy of my deepest desire that was meant for God alone is now less confused. I know who I am today. I've got to focus. I've got a point of reference. I've got a way to navigate this complexity and mystery of life. I'm God's precious gift, redeemed by Christ the Savior, the temple of the Spirit. And I live from that center, from that source. There's nothing that happens that's not going to be all right in the, however it shapes up. I don't know. There's lessons. There's blessings. It's all purposeful and, and redeemed. And, and, and I believe it. So uh, much for all of that. Um, he ain't done. The story goes on. Uh, just a privilege and a delight and a thrill and a blessing and a joy to be part of your beautiful convention today. I'm sure we'll meet up some more as we trudge the road of happy destiny. Uh, 